hey, we're back. This is Jonathan Katz, the guy who likes to say, hey, we're back. I don't get it myself. Hey, today we're going to meet two guys who opened up a venison-only restaurant in Midtown Manhattan. They're doing great now, but for a while, they had to deal with people's preconceived notions about venison. Yeah. And they don't want to, let's say, eat Bambi. I remind the diners that Walt Disney was anti-Semitic. And that tends to do the trick. We have a way of splitting up the work between us, which has worked perfectly for us, and I recommend it to a lot of teams, where I do most of the creative and the other work as well. I'm a one-man support system as well. He supports me. I'm able to take what Tom does with deer meat. and Well, it's got to be fun. I mean, if when you kill as much deer as we do and cook it... Oh, it's been overwhelming, really um, overwhelming. I know two people who are, you know, kicking themselves right now, and those are our wives, because I don't think it's any secret... Both our wives left us. Uh, yeah, they, they, they thought we were really nuts at one point. When you go into a bank right. or some financial institution and say, could you give us $3 million to open a deer restaurant, you're going to meet with some resistance, especially in this economy. I would bet dollar to donuts that there is nowhere else in this country to get this quality venison on a regular right. basis in a nice environment. Venison is a meat that it's challenging you to charge for it. It goes bad very, very quickly, and it goes right. bad quite often just after it's served. There's so many deer on Long Island now that we just get in our, our cars and drive around and hit them. Not just Long Island. It's the coastal part of New Jersey. It's Yeah. We, we're, we're providing a service by thinning the herd. Again, legal is a word. But I talk about shooting them. Legal is such a loaded word. The government looks the other way. The hunting season is very much like the TV season now, where, there, where there's no real fall schedule. Because of cable. Yes. You know, you know the expression, like, like a deer in the headlights? That's the moment that you want to actually kill the deer because... And that is also a dish, deer in the headlights, which is, it's cut very, very thin. And we you know, people will say about a dog, he smells your fear. What people don't know is that they can taste fear and it's delicious. It's wonderful. And we can all taste fear. In 1973, I was lucky enough to meet the late, great Barry White backstage at a concert. We hit it off. He said, give him a call sometime, and I did. And even though he was mid-conversation with someone else, he was nice enough to take my call. We'll just have to make other plans. Uh. Well, don't, honey, don't cry because I'm not changing my life. John, Would I you... don't know how your marriage works, but... Let's say you said to your wife you wanted to bring the Love Unlimited Orchestra to Thanksgiving. Would she, would she hoot and holler? I think at first. And then I remember asking him about his influences. All the usual people, you know, Ethel Merman has to be number one. You know, right. La Merman, for me, who, let me just refresh people's, uh, it's been a while since she died. Married to Ernie Borgnine, by the way, the wonderful actor, Academy Award winner for, for Marty. Right. Uh, La Merman course, originated the role of Rose in Gypsy, which I saw 17 times. I came in from Newark 17 times. You know, I did all the songs. I didn't want to press my look, but I said, uh, Barry, is there any chance you could do one of them for us now? That would, that would be great. Uh, everything's coming up, Roses, because it's my turn. My turn. I was trying not to be rude, but at, at a certain point I had to ask about his voice. It just sounded so different than what I had anticipated. You know, I have this horrible sinus infection. Right. On it. And I don't know if you ever get those, but it's just brutal. 
Hey, my next question felt a little inappropriate at the time. I had to know, Barry, how come so many, so much of your audience is made up of women? They're 50% of the population. Hey, they, you know, they're more romantic. God made the wonderful female creatures more romantic. I mean, just look at the way they're built. They're built like a violin, which is really the most romantic instrument if you put aside the melodic. Hey, the last thing I'm going to do for you today is try to answer the question, which I'm often asked, Jonathan, were you a funny kid? I started by calling my, my dad in New York City to find out if I was a funny kid. Hello. Hi, Dad. Yes, sir. How are you? I'm fine, Johnny. Good. Hey, I need to ask you something. Okay, shoot away. Tell me the truth now. Was I a funny kid? I'm sure you were. I know you were. Yeah, well, you were there. I was there most of the time, yeah. not all the time. Yeah. Well, give me an example. Well, I think one of the very good examples had to do with uh, the uh, time you ran in the park. Yeah. You were running plunk right into a husky guy, and you ran instead of into him, ran right through him. And you turned around, you laughed and laughed, and everybody in the park laughed and applauded. Can you think of anything else? Is that it? Uh, not really. Nothing comes to mind at the moment. Yeah. Well, if you should think of something. Pardon me? Thanks, Dad. Oh. Bye. Then I, uh, I decided to call my biggest fan, uh, my Aunt Sylvia in, uh, in Maine. She lives in Maine. Hello? Hi, Sylvie. Oh, hi, Jana. How are you? All right, darling. How are you? I'm good, thanks. Oh, that's N- good. Nice up there? Well, not so good. Oh, really? We've been having a lot of rain, and now, uh, and, and sometimes one day it's very hot, next day it rains. Yeah, it's hard to get in the groove. Are you, you having that, too? Yeah, it's exactly the way it's been here. Is that right? Yeah. Um, hey, Sylvie, let me, I'm going to just ask you flat out, was I a funny kid? Oh, you certainly were. Yeah. He, he said, I was walking with you one day at the park, mm-hmm. and you saw this, this big fat man walking, right, a black man walking in front of us, and you sort of... You Did you say Batman? Huh? Did you say Batman? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he was very fat, a black man, he had, and he was walking so funny, and you, you were... I was walking with you, and mm-hmm. then you, you, you sort of got out of my grasp, and you walked right through him, right through his legs. Uh-huh. And he started to laugh so hard, and you laughed so you you thought it was awfully funny that I had to run after you, you know. Yeah. Okay, Sylvia, I'm gonna have to let you go. <laughs> All right, darling. I was just about to go out for a walk. Okay. Well, have a nice time. Bye, dear. You know, you, you get old. The memories start to fade. They tend to get a little distorted in your mind. So I, I figured the one person who would be able to answer this question with some accuracy is my sister Phyllis, who lives in Puerto Rico. Phil? Ah, uh, Jonna, hi. How are you? Fine. Hey, I have to ask you something. I need to know this, and, and you'll remember, was I, was I a funny kid? No. You were not a funny kid. You want some time to think about it? No, you were a depressed kid, Jonathan. Don't you remember? When you were only three or four, you tried to kill yourself. You ran through the legs of that huge guy, Jonathan. He almost crushed you. 
That was a very strange thing to do. You were not a funny kid. Hey, today you heard the voice of Tom Leopold. The episode about the venison only restaurant was edited by Tom Snyder. I'm Jonathan Katz. You've been listening to Hewa Back on WKATZ. Music by Billy Novak and Guy Van Duzer. Also by Mike Shapiro. And today's episode was produced by Rob Lynch. Thank you so much for listening. <laughs> <laughs>